Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson, David and Mahal, from 2 Samuel 6. We'll read verses 1 through 23 from the NIV. David again brought together out of Israel chosen men, 30,000 in all. He and all his men set out from Baal of Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim that are on the ark. They set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it, and Ahio was walking in front of it. David and the whole house of Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord, with songs and with harps, lyres, tambourines, sistrums, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of his irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down and he died there beside the ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah, and to this day that place is called Perez-Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now, King David was told, The, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went down, and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might, while he and the entire house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it, And David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins to each person in the whole crowd of Israelites, both men and women. And all the people went to their homes. When David returned home to bless his household, Mahal, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, 
how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls of his servants as any vulgar fellow would. David said to Mahal, It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people, Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes, but by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. And Mahal, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her birth. Blessed is God's holy and divine word. David and Mahal. When David initially inquired about how the man who killed Goliath was to be rewarded, he was told the champion of Israel, among other things, would receive the daughter of the king in marriage. 1 Samuel 17, verses 25 and 26. The chronology of David's triumphing over Goliath and his playing the harp before Saul is not altogether clear, but this much is certain. David took the compliment of becoming the son-in-law of the king seriously. And David killed Goliath. After that, Saul offered him his oldest daughter, Merab, in marriage. That's 1 Samuel 18, verse 19. The king feared David even then. He had good reason to think David would be killed in battle with the Philistines. This is something that Saul uh, was likely to be encouraged by. But David's marriage to uh, Saul's first daughter uh, did not happen. Merib married someone else, was given to someone else, and later Saul learned that his second daughter, Mahal, loved David mightily. Notice 1 Samuel 18 and verse 20. The king believed this second daughter even in marriage to David, would remain loyal to him. For Mahal was a favorite daughter of Saul. Although she loved David, 1 Samuel 18 and verse 20, her father used her as a political cipher, a commodity for his advantage. He said, Saul said, I will give her to him, David, that she may be a snare to him and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him, verse 21. He tempted David with an impossible task to win his daughter's hand. Uh, However, David was successful with warring against the Philistines And Saul was compelled to give his daughter in marriage to David. Again, the hand of the Lord of hosts was directly responsible for David's success. Recall David before Goliath when he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, 
1 Samuel 17, verse 45. God, Yahweh, is surely the Lord of hosts. When Mahal realized Saul intended to kill David, she warned her husband to escape from Saul's wrath and helped him to do so. 1 Samuel 19, verses 11 through 17. Rather than fleeing with David, however, Mahal remained in Saul's house. Eventually, she was given by Saul to another man. Uh, that would be chapter 25, verse 44. After Saul's death, David called upon Ishbosheth, Saul's son, to return Mahal to him. Ishbosheth complied, and the two were reunited. 2 Samuel 3, verse 14 and 15. I know, this is getting complicated. <laughs> However, the point here is that David ended up with Mahal, and she had a uh, split uh, loyalty. David must have reasoned that he was entitled to take back his wife because he had never given her a divorce. However, after this, their relationship was not the same. Mahal was David's first wife, but she was no longer his only wife. Notice verses uh, 2 through 5 and 5 through 13 in that 2 Samuel 3. With David firmly established as Israel's king and Jerusalem selected as the city from which he would reign, 2 Samuel 5 and verse 7, plans were made, up, were made to move the ark of the Lord to that location. Chapter 6, as we read, verses 1 and 2, and also 1 Samuel 7, verse 1 and 2. The Ark of the Covenant was the most sacred object, and it was placed in the tabernacle. That was its defined location. If we look at Moses, Moses was instructed to build it, the Ark, in the wilderness for Israel while the nation was on the way to Canaan. The Ark was not divine in itself, it was not Yahweh, but it was a symbol of God's presence with Israel. Exodus 25, verse 10 and following. The ark was to be housed in the Holy of Holies of the tabernacle behind the inward veil. That's in Exodus 26 and verse 33. Only the high priest was to see it once a year during the observance of the Day of Atonement. The ark was a simple wooden box. Within it were two tables of stone on which the finger of God had inscribed the Ten Commandments. On top of the ark, but somehow separated from it, was the mercy seat. Notice Exodus 25 and verse 17. At the end, ends of the mercy seat were two golden cherubs. 
the high priest stood in the presence of the ark once a year, as we said, on the Day of Atonement. Rather than transporting the ark in the manner prescribed in the law, Exodus 25, verses 12 through 14, David's men, they, set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, and Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart. 2 Samuel 6 and verse 3. Whether their intentions were pure or not, their actions were misguided. Despite the initial stage of the ark's journey being an occasion of celebration, verse 5, the mood changed suddenly. Describing what caused this change, the text reports, And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. Verses 6 and 7. God had specified both how the ark should be transported and who should transport it. Because his instructions were ignored, tragedy resulted. God is long-suffering. However, he is an all-powerful and wrathful God when challenged and disobeyed. He may respond in the moment, as he did in this instance with Uzzah. The sin of David and others was in the irreverent way they had moved the ark. According to the law, it was to be carried by wooden poles on the shoulders of the Levites. They had moved it by placing it on a new cart. Still, David was angry when the Lord slew Uzzah. Apparently, David thought the punishment of Uzzah was too great. 2 Samuel 6, verse 8. But God was angry because his law had been ignored when David and others moved the ark. David was afraid to move the ark of the covenant after the death of Uzzah. He stored it in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, where it remained for three months, 2 Samuel 6 and 10. When David learned the house of Obed-Edom had been blessed because the ark was stored there, he determined to move it to the city he had built for himself on the Ophel Hill. 2 Chronicles 27, verse 3. It was the rise of land that stretches southward from what was later to be called the Temple Mount. This time, When David determined to move the ark, he was more careful. The priests and several of the Levites moved the ark to Jerusalem, 1 Chronicles 15.15. When those who carried the ark went six paces, they stopped and offered sacrifices of oxen and fattened sheep. It was a gesture 
to ask God's blessing on their endeavor. Chronicles suggest the Levites offered additional sacrifices. David danced and whirled while the ark made its way to the sacred city, to his sacred city. At the same time, in conjunction with the procession, David danced before the Lord with all his might, and David was wearing a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet, 2 Samuel 6, verses 14 through 15. David's clothing, a linen ephod, is unique. Rather than wearing the robes of a king, he wore the garb of a priest. David is exercising a legitimate royal priestly function at the same time with the Levites. However, he had in some way, uh, Saul had in some way, uh, overstepped Samuel's order by usurping Samuel's role. So David here is exercising this legitimate royal priestly function in conjunction with the Levites. This was different than the way Saul had handled uh, Samuel's order, and he had usurped Samuel's order. Mahal looked through the window and saw David leaping and whirling before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart, 2 Samuel 6 and verse 16. David blessed the people, 618 as Solomon would do later at the dedication of the temple. Note 1 Kings 8, 55 through 61. After David transported the ark to the tabernacle he had made in Jerusalem, he went to his family. Mahal was in the forefront of those who came to meet him. But Mahal came with a rebuke. Yes, the linen that he wore declared him to be a priest, but it was a brief garment, and Mahal rebuked David for uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants, 2 Samuel 6 and 20. Mahal showed no appreciation for the significance or uh, the actions of the event and deeply resented David's public display. A rift had been created between husband and wife. His, his enthusiasm, David's enthusiasm, was not appreciated by Mahal. In her attitudes and actions, she was truly a daughter of Saul and not the wife of David. Mahal's criticism of David's celebration was based solely on her perception of the matter. She found fault. She forgot she didn't have God put first. Her idea of what ought to have happened was based on Saul's idea. She did not match David's zeal for the Lord. David defended his actions by pointing out that he was both chosen by God as a ruler of Israel and he was focused upon glorifying God, 2 Samuel 6, verse 21. 
Mahal's rejection of David was first a rejection of God. Anytime we demonstrate anger, annoyance toward others, uh, in, in a very real sense, we have forgotten who we are. Mahal was punished by God for confronting David. Saul's house was to have no ongoing part in the kingship of Israel. Every offshoot of that branch had been torn off and abandoned. Saul, Jonathan, and Ishbosheth are dead. Mesiphoseth is crippled. Mahal is barren. David's bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem was a significant act and followed the will of God. Mahal's actions consigned her to be childless. And these actions were important steps for David to demonstrate and make known his kingship. He was mindful of his political standing in the eyes of Israel. Conquests alone would not by themselves result in his keeping his throne. This lesson is yours. Thanks for being part of this ongoing study of the exploits of David. Next week's lesson comes from 2 Samuel 9, verses 1 through 13, and is titled, David and Mephibosheth. David and Mephibosheth. Let's pray together, family. Our Father, which art in heaven, we bow down at the foot of your throne of grace in humble submission to you, to your will, Father. We thank you for being our God. We thank you for the sacrifice of your only begotten Son on that cruel cross of Calvary for the sins of mankind. We thank you for the church that Jesus established where men, women, boys, and girls can work out their soul salvation with fear and trembling. We humbly ask, Father, for forgiveness of any trespasses we have committed since the last time we were together. Father God, we, we pray for your wisdom to be demonstrated in our actions. Father, we pray for the sick and the shut-in, we pray for those who in their moment of mourning. Sustain them. Give them all those things they stand in need of this day. Father, we pray for health and prosperity to reign with all those within the sound of my voice and extended families. We pray for zealous and gospel-focused preachers and teachers to continue to lift your banner high, Father. We pray that everything we say and do this day and every day 
goes down to your glory. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the most blessed name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, family, thanks for participating in this ongoing study of David. Have a blessed week. Let us all reach out to one another in Christian love and make someone's day better as a result of our effort. Let us all remain joyful and busy for the Lord. Stay safe. Bye for now.